The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Claire. And I'm Erica. We're the hosts of A Thing or Two. We are professional enthusiasts constantly on the hunt for the products, books, and trends that should be on your radar. And we share them with you every Monday, whether it's marinated olive oil that we're putting on everything, a deep dive on pillows, or the fact that suddenly gas stoves are on everyone's outlist for 2023. We challenge the friends we invite on the show to bring their own favorite thingies too. Like when Ellen Van Dusen spilled about the IG account that's keeping her current with the youths. We also love a gift guide. We take listener questions, Dear Abby style, and tell you what to get your vegan minimalist co-worker or your sister-in-law who loves to hunt. So be sure to listen and follow A Thing or Two with Claire and Erica wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, bestie. It's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. It's your girl, Cammie Crawford. And today I'm by myself. All by my... I'm not a singer, but I am all by myself today in the studio. Well, not technically not. We have Christiana, my producer here, and Brie, my assistant's here. So I'm not... And Jesus is always around. I mean, let's face it. So I'm not totally alone, but no guests today. It's a solo episode. I haven't had a solo in a little bit. And I think the last time I had one, I was telling you guys about the shows, plural, that I am now hosting. In addition to Catfish on MTV, I'm also the host of X on the Beach on MTV and Are You the One on Paramount Plus. And let me tell you, <laughs> deep exhale. I <laughs> I'm in the busiest season of my entire life. And I am really trying to figure it the fuck out. You know, they always say like, more money, more problems, but not that because give me the fucking cash. But like the more that you have on your plate, like basically when you finally achieve your dreams, the work doesn't stop. Like I think that people think like, oh, when I finally get, like achieve this goal or I finally get to like the place that I want to be, because right now I'm in the place that I've always wanted to be as a host in my career, like this is where I have always wanted to be. And I never anticipated how fucking hard that was going to be. And, you know, I've had to talk to Kelly, my therapist, several times about just how I've been feeling and this this overwhelming feeling of like overwhelming gratitude, but also overwhelming exhaustion. And you know, I'm talking to her and I'm like getting emotional trying to explain how I feel because I'm like, I'm so tired. I feel like I I don't have time for a lot of the people in my life. I feel like I just keep shutting down. I don't even answer my text messages. Like I have so many messages and emails and things, other things that are going on. I've been missing the gym. I've been missing this. And I'm just talking about all the things that I'm not doing because I'm so busy. And then I quickly come in with, but I'm so grateful and I'm so happy. And like, I feel like I sound so ungrateful right now. And I, I'm not trying to be like, this is what I've always wanted to do. And she was like, you do realize that you can be tired and also be grateful at the same time. Like they're not 
mutually exclusive. You don't have to just be one or just be the other. Like, this is what you've always wanted, yes. But it's also exhausting. You're also tired. You've also been doing press nonstop. When you finish press for one show, you're moving on to press for the next and you're doing another thing and you're trying to keep your social life intact and you have this relationship and you're doing all these things. You have a podcast, like you have all of these other things that are happening simultaneously and it is a lot. And I don't think that I really think about it often because I've been asked more now than ever by different people in different interviews. Like the first questions that I'm being asked in almost every single interview right now is like, how do you do it all? Well, (laughs) that's a good fucking question. If I sit and think about it for too long, I might sob. So I try not to think about it. Like that's not the fucking answer people want to hear. They want to hear, well, you know, I meditate five times a day and I drink my fucking green blooms, whatever the fuck the bitches on TikTok are drinking. And I fucking do this and I do that. No, bitch, that's not what's happening. Okay. I'm really just scraping by. And then at the end of the day, when I'm really fucking tired and I'm ready to cry, but I can't cry because I need to be in glam the next morning and I can't have puffy eyes, you know what I do? I order a spinach dip from Cheesecake Factory and I devour it as fast as I can and I watch The Crown. That's my self care routine. Okay. That's the reality. But people don't want to hear that. They want to hear all of the make believe. Some people do all that other shit. I don't. I'm really trying. I'm trying to figure it out. So basically, that was a conversation I had with my therapist. And then at the end of the session, she was like, okay. And this was a few weeks ago, mind you. So I'm I'm like 50% better currently. So now I can talk about it without crying. But at the end of it, she was like, okay, we need to come up with some non-negotiables for your life. What are your non-negotiables that no matter what no matter how much your schedule changes, because that that's my biggest thing. You know, she's a rising Virgo, okay? I'm a Scorpio, sun, but I am a rising Virgo. So routine and structure is actually very important to me. When I was younger, fuck it, like, we ball. Let's go, let's do all the things, change my schedule, I'll fly here, I'll do this, da-da-da-da. But as I've gotten older, I think I have really nestled into this rising Virgo-esque mentality of, like, structure, what am I doing week to week? Okay, now my week's getting thrown off. Like now, now I'm spiraling because one thing in my schedule has now thrown off the entire next two weeks of my life and having to reschedule things. You know, it's a lot, guys. Like, especially even with the podcast, when we're booking guests and things like that, one small change in like my catfish schedule or press schedule for the other shows or anything, brand things that come up, whatever it could be, can throw off my schedule with my guests. Maybe they have a schedule change. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot going on at all the time. And that's fucked with me. It's fucked with my brain because I'm like, okay, routine. This is what we're doing. Schedule. It's all in the Google calendar. So it's got to be permanent. No, bitch. Nothing is permanent in my life. Literally, I'm just like from week to week, I'm just hoping that the week stays the same for the most part. So My therapist said, what are your non-negotiables that no matter what happens in your schedule, no matter what changes, these are the things that stay consistent. These are the things that you can do that you have control over because you don't have control over your schedule. Your schedule is constantly changing by all these incredible things that are happening in your life. What are the things that do not change because you make sure that they don't change? So here are my three non-negotiables that I have come up with that I have been practicing for the past 
I guess this conversation happened maybe three or four weeks ago. So these are my three things. Number one, therapy. Huh, go figure. I have to be in therapy once a week. I need to talk shit out. Some weeks come up and when you're in therapy, like some weeks come up where you're like, I don't really have anything to talk about. This has been a great week. Okay, you can still talk about the fact that it's been a great week and you don't know what could come up in that conversation. But just having somebody to share that with that isn't giving you, it's not like a transference of this is what's happening with me and oh, what's happening with you. It's strictly just about you. Like that is my version of self-care. That is something that I need and that works for me. It makes me feel good from week to week. I feel like, okay, I've given an hour to myself. I've given a lot of hours to a lot of other things and a lot of other people, but this is my hour. And it helps a lot. Like, I'll be honest, last week I did have to move it because some schedule changes and she didn't have availability until this week. I wasn't available on the weekend. And, you know, some days I just don't feel like talking, to be honest, because I talk all the time. I talk for a living. So sometimes I just don't want to fucking speak word. But I have a session with her this week and I'm excited about it. And it's just something from week to week that I can be consistent about. So I don't know about you guys, but when I need a new doctor, I like to go to a reliable source. Okay. I'm not trying to just pull up at a place that says doctor on the outside of it and just like waltz myself in. Like that's not that's not what we're doing. Okay. I need recommended, trusted sources. So recently I was looking for a primary care physician and I was like, where should I go to find somebody? And then I knew immediately where I should go. I just clicked on my ZocDoc app. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and available when you need them. And they treat almost every condition under the sun. So if you need a primary care physician, an OBGYN, a neurologist, whatever it could be, ZocDoc has your back. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you haven't even met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book doctors in their neighborhood who are patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. Myself included. You know I've talked about it a million times. Book an appointment with just a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Choose from thousands of patient-reviewed doctors and specialists Browse doctor profiles, upload and verify your insurance information, and get the care that you need. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Cami and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Cami. ZocDoc.com slash Cami. All right, besties, let's get back to the podcast. Second thing is working out. Go fucking figure. Working out boosts serotonin levels. Who would have fucking known? As the main bitch on the planet who hates sweating more than anything, I don't like any kind of physical activity at all unless it's picking up a wine bottle and pouring it into a glass like that motion. That's good for me. All the other shit I could honestly do without. But I love Six, my trainer. You guys love him. You know him. Being around him getting his wisdom face-to-face versus over the phone or on text or whatever, that helps me. Like, that makes me feel good. In addition to the movement, like, moving my body around helps me. It makes me feel good. And when the weeks go by and so much shit is happening and so much schedule changes are happening, if I can at least get to the gym two, three times a week, that helps me tremendously. And it makes me 
not have to watch everybody else who's in the gym working out and getting their lives. And I'm at home like, oh, I want to go. I want to be in the gym. I could be in the fucking gym. But you know what I'm doing instead? Eating spinach dip and watching The Crown. And you know what? Both can exist at the same time. I could do both. But I have to prioritize it. So working out is number two. Number three, very, very simple meditation music. I have replaced real music, like words, songs with, you know, whoever could be. I don't know. I love music. I listen to music all the time. But sometimes music with words, like your favorite artist that you listen to, music brings back memories, thoughts, feelings, emotions, even just like, I just feel like it just allows my mind to wander or like even, I don't know, like even brainstorming, like it it makes my brain operate. And I have decided that even if it's just five to 10 minutes a day of listening to meditation music, I have this like meditation sounds playlist on Apple Music that I listen to, which, you know, maybe we can leave in the notes. I don't know. But it has helped me so much just to turn my brain off. Like I have nothing to concentrate on because I can't sit and actually meditate because I'm not there yet. Okay. Meditating gives me anxiety. Yoga gives me anxiety. Anything where I have to just like sit and be still, I don't know how to do it yet. But what I do is I listen to the meditation sounds while I'm doing my makeup or even my skincare, which feels very luxurious and very, very like soothing. And it it makes me feel like I'm in a spa. Like it makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself. I'll spray some eucalyptus oil in my shower, put on my meditation music on my phone, put my phone upside down so that I don't see the screen. So I don't see like notifications popping up. And I put my shower light on dim because why the fuck are, why have we been showering with the full lights on in the bathroom? Turn the lights off. Turn them off and see what it does for you. Light a candle in there. Turn it off. If you don't have like a dimmer, you don't have like a two different switches for your lights, like one that's brighter, one that's what. Turn it off and take a shower. It feels so nice and just like puts you in a different zone. It's just, it's, it's good for you, I think. So those are my three things, therapy, working out, meditation, music. And those are things that do not change. The meditation music I have stayed true to every single day for the past three or four weeks. And I feel like it really, really helps me. Because sometimes like real music, some, it gets your heart racing, like things, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Cosine, cosine. Oh, you see what I'm saying? I, I was like, maybe, maybe it's because I'm a water sign. Things affect me. And just having nothing to think about helps me so much. So those are my three things. If you adopt any of them, I'm sharing them with you so that you can. But if you have any of your own things, let me know. And because I'm happy to add some things to the list. And I've also been trying to weirdly limit my caffeine intake sometimes because I feel like when I am spiraling already, drinking caffeine doesn't help. Apparently, like when your heart's already racing, drinking caffeine that gets your heart racing probably is not the best. So trying to limit that as much as I can. But, you know, that one is difficult. So we're getting there. But this is where we're at. I have three fucking shows. (laughs) It's insane. Four if you include the podcast. But we have Catfish on Tuesdays. Are You the One on Wednesdays on Paramount Plus and X on the Beach on Thursdays and Relationship Fridays? Our weeks are booked, besties. Okay. Monday is our only day to like do extracurriculars. So very blessed, very much booked and busy. 
very much trying to figure it all the fuck out at the same time. And I'm content with that. I don't think that there's any awards being given out for being boss bitch of the century who can just handle every single thing and doesn't ever have a bad day and doesn't ever have a fuck this job kind of day. Okay? Your girl has them too. So I'm I'm there with you. I get it. And I'm trying to figure it out. So if you have tips, let me know. It is, it's, it's a lot for all of us, but we're getting it together. So yeah, that's what's happening. I know that last time I told you guys that I was going to tell you more about X on the Beach, but it's already on. There's already a few episodes out. So make sure you go ahead and watch it because it is so messy and so juicy. I told you last time it's the first ever couple season and the X's are in the house These people are trying to figure out if they're going to get engaged or break up for good, and their exes are meddling and being messy. They sleep on bunk beds. Just imagine being in a bed with your man or your woman or whoever, and your ex or their ex are sleeping above you in a bunk bed. If that's not enough to get you to watch, I don't know what is. Tune in, because it's very fucking messy. Catfish is back. Make sure you're tuning in. Are you the one is streaming? Make sure you watch it. Plug, plug, plug. Shameless plug, shameless plug. Yes, yes, yes. Moving on. Okay. So, obviously, I got to get to your relationship questions because I'm going through shit. You're going through shit. Let's go through the shit of it all together. Okay. Here goes the first one. My best friend that's been my best friend, basically family to me, for the last four years did something unforgettable, and I'm struggling to begin the healing process and begin moving on. It's only been a week, but I've already been thinking about it nonstop and worrying myself sick. I want to start moving on, but it's hard. My question is, would you be able to move on and eventually be friends with someone that betrayed you again in the future or be done completely? This is super hard because we're literally like family. Please help. I would like to remain anonymous. Thanks, bestie. Ooh, okay. So, I mean, to you... Whatever this person did, and I don't know what they did, was so astronomical enough for you to be willing to end the friendship. For me, I guess it would depend kind of on like the magnitude of what it is. But if it's if it's big enough for you, then it's big enough for me. So that I'm going to put myself in that scenario. I feel like, and I don't know how old you are, I don't know how old they are, but at this stage in life, we're grown And I don't feel like I should have to explain or tell someone that something that they did is or isn't wrong. I think at this stage of life, like if you don't know how to be a good friend to me, it's not my job to sit here and teach you how to be a decent person or the friend that I need you to be. I think that after four years of friendship and being so close that they probably have a good understanding of you and what would and wouldn't fly with you. And they betrayed that. Now, I don't know. If it, if the betrayal is like, oh, they went to lunch with my op, somebody they know that I don't fuck with, I don't know. I don't know if that's big enough <laughs> to end the friendship or just put them in the box of like, okay, so you're now considered the friend that I just go out with when I want to have a good time. Or you're now the friend that I hit up, you know, every other Sunday just to check in and send memes back and forth. Like, I guess that that could still be some type of relationship. But if this is like a you fucked my man type of conversation, bitch, we will never speak again. We have nothing to speak about. If you'll do it once, you'll do it again. And like, 
fool me once, whatever the fuck they say. But like, you not, it's not this, I'm not a fucking fool. So like, let's not even, let's not even play those kinds of games. I think if you are traumatized by what this person did, you don't have to, like, you don't have to hold space for people in your life just because they've been there for a while. Like, that's, that's not, that's, I don't even believe that you have to hold space for people who are your actual flesh and blood. If having them in your space causes you any kind of unneeded stress, anxiety, makes you feel uneasy or uncomfortable or less than by being around them, cut them the fuck out. I really don't, I don't care if it's your grandma. Like, I don't, I personally cannot have someone in my space in my face that makes me feel anything less than loved and appreciated and understood. And even if it's not a hundred thousand percent on that side, like it can't, it can't be all the way on the other side. That doesn't work for me. So I don't think that just because like you've been friends with somebody for a few years that you have to try to reconcile with them. I think that the, they know what they did. You know what they did. I think as you begin your process of healing, you may realize that like having them in your life actually didn't benefit you. And you can actually breathe fresh air now that you don't have them in your space. I've had relationships like that, friendships like that, where I go through the mourning period, which you are in right now, like mourning the loss of that friendship. It's a huge, it's a huge thing. It's a huge deal. We've talked about it several times. Friendship breakups are oftentimes more traumatic than romantic breakups. And once you've mourned it, like for me, once I've mourned the loss of that, I realized like once I come out on the other end, like, oh my God, I spent so much time on this person. And honestly, it's very similar to like a romantic breakup. Like I spent so much time on this person. Now I can just focus on me, especially when the relationships are like toxic or whatever. Now you can focus on you and your healing journey and your next phase of life and making new friends because clearly this person was not the one. So I say never say never, I guess. Like I can't tell you what to do, but begin your own healing journey. Fuck them. Whatever they did to you. I'm sure it was fucked up enough that you're trying to end the friendship. Work on you, work on your next journey and decide whether or not they fit into that. And if they don't, bye, period. Career slash moving advice, please, bestie. I want to move to San Francisco with my boyfriend of three years. He's 29, I'm 27. He's from the Bay Area and I absolutely love it. We've talked about moving to San Francisco and I really want to, but I have immense guilt leaving my family that's here on the East Coast. I also can't take my job there. I'm a real estate agent and would have to actually start all over or get a new job. I'm actually open to a career change, just a scary leap. I'm feeling so called to move and it's something I wanted before my boyfriend and I were even together, but having a hard time with the guilt and feeling like I'm wrong for leaving my job here where I have a great setup. Help, please. Okay. Been there. Okay. The moving from the East to the West Coast. People don't talk about this enough. Like moving from the East Coast to the West Coast, moving across the country, moving period, starting completely fresh and like brand new, clean slate, new everything. All you have is this one person that 
you know, you can kind of hold on to. You know, when I moved from New York, I was in New York for eight years from Maryland. Hey, DMV. But I was in New York from 17 to 25. And then at 25, I decided to move to L.A. Scariest decision of my entire fucking life. I literally thought I was going to pass away just considering packing my entire life and moving across the country away from my family, even though my family wasn't in New York, but they're a few hours away in Maryland. Like it was a hop, skip and a jump. Everybody that I knew, all of my friends, everyone was on the East Coast. And I had a few friends who had like ventured to the West Coast, but like my core group was all on the East Coast. And for me, I was trying to start my career and well, I was in the midst of it, but like really trying to like jumpstart it because it was kind of in a in a little bit of a dead space. And I knew that moving here would do that. And so I did it. And it was the scariest thing, one of the scariest things I've ever done in my entire life still. And I don't regret it, not even for one second. I also felt, I don't know if it was guilt, but it was definitely fear and like tremendous anxiety and like just the unknowing. Like you don't know what's going to be on the other side of it. You just know that you have this person and obviously now you know that your job, like you have your real estate license on the East Coast. Can you get it on the West Coast? Yes, but it's going to take some time, but it's doable. And I think that for you, you only have one life. Like you're only going to be 27 once. Fuck it. Like you can do anything for a year. That's what I told myself when I moved to LA. Like you can do anything for a year. If you hate it, just go back. And that's the advice that I would give to you. Like as long as your boyfriend is supportive and you guys have a really good foundation because moving somewhere new with somebody who things are kind of rocky, that doesn't set you up for success. That can be a very isolating experience. So you want to make sure that that's good if you guys are going to be moving in together. I don't know if you live together now, but, you know, you also have to consider that that's going to be new too. But like, fuck it. Fuck it. Go to San Francisco. Make the move. Just try it. Try it out. See how long it will take you to get your real estate license there. And like, if anything, you have your real estate license in two places. Cool. Great. Maybe you can start a side hustle in the meantime, or maybe you can work at a real estate agency that is there currently while you're also working to get your license. Like, there are things that you can do. Fuck it. Try it. Let me know how it goes. I think that you should definitely, definitely do it. And like, as far as guilt for leaving your family, you're a grown ass woman. You're going to leave them eventually. Like, you can't always be there. Like, and they support you. Like, one thing about my family, when I made the move, they supported the fuck out of me. Only thing my mom told me was don't turn into one of those people who moves to LA and does a bunch of drugs. No problem. <laughs> like, that's, that's easy enough. But other than that, like, very, very supportive. They get it. They, they support your dreams. Like, I'm sure if you are afraid to leave your family, it's because you guys are tight and they support you. So they're going to keep supporting you while you're in San Francisco. The three-hour time difference is a little bit annoying, but not that deep. I still be talking to my mom when it's 10 p.m. L.A. time. She's still up and ready to talk to me. So make the move. Try it out. Let me know how it goes. But I think that it's going to be great. And if it's not, you can move back. Simple. I think it's going to be great. So give it a try. 
That's so funny. Somebody else also wrote in about moving from the East to the West Coast and feeling afraid to move because they're feeling hesitant because their husband and them are considering starting a family in the next two years and they're afraid of change and resentment from their family for moving. Move. Move. <laughs> like, try it. Just try it for a year. You can do anything for a year. Try it out. Okay? Please, you're turning 30 this year. What better time, what more fun than trying something new? I know it's scary because you're like, fuck, like I'm 30. I should be stable and in one place. Fuck that. People are still figuring things out at 40, 45. Like while you don't have kids right now and you have this man and you can do it and you have the freedom to do it, move. And then you can always move back. If you hate it, you can always move back. Anyone who wants to move, Move. That's my advice. Okay. Somebody else says, please speak some life into a newly single girl at 35 and believing my man will come. I have a fear of my age holding me back. It's not. It's not going to. I have friends who just now at 36, 37, 38 are meeting the loves of their lives, having babies, and like living their happily ever after. I don't think that there is an age where those things completely stop for you at all. Like everything that you want is fully within your grasp. You are deserving of all of the love in the entire world that you want to receive, that you have worked on yourself to be able to be open to receiving. The fact that you're newly single and you exited a relationship that clearly wasn't working for you. Bravo. Like I remember when I got out of my last relationship you know, whenever you go through a breakup, people are like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Fuck that. Why are you sorry? This is the beginning of a new life for you. This is exciting. This is very, very exciting because you know what? At 35, now you know exactly what the fuck it is that you're looking for, exactly what you want, and you're not going to settle for anything less. I don't know if you settled in your last relationship, but obviously there were things that were missing that you realized that you have to have in your next relationship. So the next person that comes in is going to meet that exact standard that it is that you have set for what it is that you deserve to have in your life. So just keep that openness about you and willingness to receive and heal, obviously, from the past and the things that, you know, figure whatever out. Therapy helps a lot. Figuring out exactly what it is that was missing that you want. Write it down. I'm going to do another solo about my list. People have been saying like, Sierra had her prayer, but we want to know what's on Cammie's list of things that will find me and a man. And I've told you guys from the list, my current boyfriend, tick, 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 all the boxes check off. So I feel like writing things down and really manifesting these things into your life helps tremendously. I'm going to do an episode about my list and God forbid things don't work out, which I don't see that ever fucking happening because we get married. But, and no, I'm not engaged, but we're getting married. I said what I said. Then we can just apply the list to somebody else. <laughs> but everything that is on the list is exactly what I got. And I couldn't be happier. And I feel like really writing it down and like staying true to it. It's not so rigid. The list isn't so rigid where it's like, must be a lawyer, must be da da No. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the the things that are non-negotiables for like who this person is as a human being 
like their personality, things that you cannot live without. Make that list when you're ready. Put yourself out there, start dating, and see what comes up. But you're going to be more than okay. You're going to be fucking incredible. And I hope that we can all take that in to this weekend and to the next week. Like, we're all going to be fucking amazing. Even myself. Even in the midst of my struggle. (laughs) Somebody's listening like, bitch, you're not struggling. You're hosting four fucking shows. Yeah. And you know what? Bad bitches struggle too. Bad bitches are tired too. So in this effort to work on me and like find new ways of coping and dealing with things and growing like this is this this is a part of it like I'm becoming a whole new bitch so are you so let's take that with us amen I don't know how to (laughs) namaste all of the things and I'll talk to you guys next time bye Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.